0: lightning strikes thrice is part of the pitch drop podcast network please check out our patreon page and consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash pitch drop
1: listening to lightning strikes thrice a final fantasy 13 series game club podcast this is season three episode three covering the second day of lightning returns final fantasy 13 i'm your host chris taylor and with me is matt marcus fletcher cole hello cole hi <laughs> Thanks for having me yeah thanks for being on I'm sorry, I was de- I was debating on doing my funny intro of Cole Ross, second co-host of File Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate that. More
2: people need to know about that show. I like that show quite a bit. Fletch's suggestion mm-hmm.
1: was notable horror blogger from Hexcrank.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, all right guys if it makes you feel better it cannot be as bad as the time i was introduced as noted sonic 2006 lover Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, we know
3: that's a joke right that's a joke <laughs> no that's a real thing i actually love two-thirds of that game <laughs>
1: oh <laughs>
3: the two-thirds oh. that aren't
0: loading shadow's campaign is the worst <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to be making it to the uh, the shadow of this series today because we're only doing the first part of the Wildland. Man,
1: there are so many characters that applies to.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess Noel that that would count too, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: and Cocaine King Snow and yeah, that <sighs> intro is fucking fantastic.
1: What do you think of that, Cole?
2: yeah so my history with this series within a series is very limited so a lot of this is quite confusing I'm appreciative of the re that they do that it's 500 years later and basically nothing matters uh, that yeah. happened before <laughs> uh, but yeah the fact that this character who I kind of recognize Snow is just kind of leading this crazy Jesse Pinkman depression meth party at the end of the world um, so I didn't good. expect that
1: yeah, he he's the guy from uh Alpha Protocol.
2: <laughs> oh man, playing whatever the whatever the Nova Crystallis version of um autographs song is.
1: Oh god. Ugh.
3: Now I'm just trying to imagine uh Motoy Sakuraba doing turn up the radio covers and it's pretty good. That's a, mm-hmm. that's, a that's a good song. I like that song quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of this recording. If you hear me humming it in the background, that's not <laughs> unintentional.
0: Yep, it's literally Vice City in Usenon.
1: Well, the good news is is that playing 13132 adds literally nothing to your comprehension of lightning returns. So Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, flat out all it would do is introduce two guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we pick up today. Day two, where we ended day one. At 6 a.m., we're in the arc. Hope is still there, because I don't think he has a walk cycle in this game. But uh, <coughs> we have some new
2: things we can ask him about. <laughs> Poor guy, he's pinned in place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not even the worst defense. He was, like, 40 in the last
0: game, and now he's, like, 12 again. No, he was, like, like <laughs> mid-20s. Like, he was definitely not 40. <laughs> Look... Past the age of twenty, you're basically just dead. Uh, I mean, just because he has white hair, yeah. he was hot,
3: but not in a skeezy way in the last game, and now I can't creep on him. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I'm
0: just gonna let that sit for a look, second. No one's stopping you, okay?
3: <laughs> no, no, everyone is stopping me because I'm not. I'm not going near Turbo Jailbait. I was gonna, no. I was gonna
1: say, are you implying the world is holding you back? <laughs> uh.
3: No, common decency is holding me back from going, you know, that's a hot preteen
0: right there. Look, look, Fletch, age is just a zeros and ones. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we can ask him about the uh, main quest. And uh, he basically lays out that there are five anomalous chaos readings, which are snow, one's located in Luxurian, one's in the Dead Dunes. And then there are two spots in the Wildlands. And he said that the goals are people and not places. So, I mean, we know that already because we're trying to save people's souls in order to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really just we're trying to save basically most of the main cast from the previous games, right? Yeah, they are justified as being extra
1: important because the fate of many rests on their shoulders.
0: Yeah,
2: fair. Fair. Yeah, and the fact that he sets this up as, like, a weirdly utilitarian thing. Like, yeah, not everybody's worth saving. You need to save people who can lead to save other people. And they mechanically make that true, because, obviously, when you
0: finish those quests, they're worth a lot more. Yeah. I guess it ties in there.
1: I do like that lightning bags on capitalism a bit at the end. Also, very good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's still really funny that people are, like, running shops and stuff, and it's, you know... Trying to actually deal with money when everyone's just immortal.
3: More than a few side quests will go into lightning bagging on that entire process of the
0: world ends in five days and you want to charge me what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, we need to lift the burdens of those uh, five
2: anomalous chaos readings. We can also ask Cope about lost time. What's that about? Yeah, so the lost time was a thing that was confusing to me um hope mentions that um the clocks here now at the end of the world count to 12 instead of 13 implying some kind of weird cosmic math where uh, time is always base whatever final fantasy we're we're in so final fantasy one must have been crazy um Mm -hmm. so kind of was i I I can't believe i gotta
1: work an hour and 20 minutes today and i'm not even getting overtime
2: (laughs) (laughs) sucks man <laughs> um, but uh because of the kind of influx of of of, of chaos into uh into the world you know space time was damaged uh leading to actually like less time being here so instead of 26 hour days there are 24 hour days and this has kind of thrown everybody off
1: uh- Oh, there's there's a few problems with this. The most pressing one is, what happened to all of the faces of the clock? Like, I can understand space-time is mm-hmm. damaged, but...
2: <laughs> well, huge, massive public works projects to replace all of them clock faces. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and you actually have to count the clock faces for a side quest in Luxurium. Okay. Have you guys done no, that one? No,
1: because that's awful.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I got 12 of the 13, and I have no idea where the last one is, and I don't really want to look for nope. it. Nope.
3: Uh, I have a map if you need it. Uh, yeah, if you could drop that in Slack, that, that'd be the, amazing. Yeah, I'll I'll get that to you later. The IGN cool. wiki for this game is very good. <laughs> Everyone forgets I have the giant 500 page tome slash art book next to me during these How recordings. How is it that big? <laughs> That's
0: a huge art book, man.
3: It is. It's like there's about a fifth of the book devoted to breaking down every mechanic. If you want to min max,
2: mm-hmm. I love, love min maxing. Is it a Future Press guide? I'm like what? What? What gives?
3: Uh, no. This is a translated version of. Are you familiar with Square's Ultimania guides? Yes. This is. They've started translating and releasing those as collectors' guides in the U.S.
0: Right. Yeah, hmm. I just got a one through six, and I pre-ordered seven through eight. It's really nice, actually. A lot of yeah, they're like... very nice guides. Uh, oh yeah,
3: I've imported a few for games that were never getting one. I have the Unlimited Saga guide. It's eight hundred
0: pages. It's gorgeous, wow. and I wish I could understand a word of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the one thing I really wish was ready for this podcast. Was the uh, the thirteen Ultimania's? Although I somehow Justin got a copy of one. I don't know how that happened. Hmm. So, or or he reads Japanese. Justin reads Japanese. That would be why. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, mine is not quite good enough to
1: break down actual mechanical details of games. Mm -hmm. Also, Justin has that weird sickness where he can't be on this season because he feels compelled to play 13 2, even though it completely
0: doesn't matter other than the ending, (laughs) (laughs) which they quickly summarize in this one. It's a good game, though. I could have just. Did we send him that that video, the catch up video? That video video is very good. (laughs) It's so good. Cole, have have you seen seen that? that?
2: Cole. No,
3: no, I've not. Before the release of this game, they decided to release a six-minute video that summed up the first two Final Fantasy Thirteens in an 8-bit style. So it proceeds to go, Hey, we journey across the world. Oops, lightning fell in a crevice. Hey, Sarah journeyed across the world. Oops, time is broken. <laughs> and then lightning puts on shades and it goes, Hey, lightning returns comes out tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. This is
2: official Square stuff?
3: <laughs> this is official Square stuff. There's a team in Square... That just does a bunch of weird videos, which are all in an FF six or FF one style, and they release them for random games as promo things. Uh, the Dragon Guard series has had a few of those, and it's weird.
2: That is that is very strange. Do, is that like the same team that creates assets for uh whatever the fuck the uh, uh- XVS and things? I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the sprite work in those. Like those are, I mean, like Record Keeper is not a very fun game, but it's fun to look at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
3: yeah. Um, I I presume there's got to be some overlap there, but yeah, they just have this team that will, for random titles, start going. You know what you liked the SNES? Let's design <laughs> a video in that style.
0: Hey Cole, I just dropped it to you in Discord uh, direct message.
2: Oh, cool. It's uh, I mean, it's it's crass, but they know uh, the, the, they know it gets their gets their mm-hmm. user base going. I guess.
1: The best part of this video is the 13-2 sub-montage of just all of these
0: Yules running up to Caius and then falling over dead is very good. A Yule who died and then died again and then died again. (laughs) (laughs) A Yule who Mm
1: loves macrame. (sighs) So, after we're done talking to Hope, we go pick up our loot. I don't remember what our loot for the day is. Yes, I
3: am pulling up day two's loot. It is... Three pieces
1: of equipment and...
0: And the Red Mage
1: garb. Yeah. I believe. Well, as we teleport off, we get this cutscene. We see Etro's throne, Lumina sitting on it. Hope tries to talk to us, but the signal is bad and he cannot pinpoint our position. And Lumina tells us Hope can't hear or see us because we're inside
0: Lightning's mind. And inside her mind, it is a safe place where God cannot see. And uh, Chris, was this your note, a shot against Protestants? What is this? Oh, yeah, that's I thought oh, yeah, that would be a I'm shot sorry. against Catholics, but then again, I'm Jewish. I have no idea how any of this works. So, <laughs> um, so Lightning <laughs> asks why she's there, and uh, Lumina responds, Lightning needs her advice. And this is a place where they can talk safely from prying eyes, which is the eyes of God of Bunavelza and uh she drops a, a nugget saying that uh everything hope hears uh goes straight to god which means i mean does that make hope a narc is that what this is hope is absolutely a narc <laughs> like unintentional yeah. narc or like is he like signed up for that is the question
3: he is an unintentional narc because
0: hope is dead he is a total yeah. puppet in this game yeah. it really seems it but lightning doesn't care about that he's like i she says i have nothing to hide and Lumina sort of throws this back at her face and uh, intimates that she it's knows. That's a bad <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, that that would justify a whole <laughs> lot of uh, really bad surveillance things. By what do you mean? Has yes, has exactly. justified. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she intimates. Lumina intimates that she knows that Lightning wants to betray Bunavelza. At least I assume it's like. You would betray Bunavelza in order to get what you want, which would be Sarah. Which,
1: which is weird, because right now she has no way in which betraying Bunavelza works out for her at all. Not at this stage,
0: no. It's cool. We got uh, 11 yep. more days to yep. figure that out. <laughs> uh, and she also reveals that gods can't see the human hearts. It's Interesting. And, you know, that makes
3: complete sense given everything gods in this series have done. Hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Caius Ballard immortal, says Etro. Oh, no! (laughs) Anyhow, the conversation continues. Lightning obviously hasn't changed because she can't, because FF-13 didn't mean anything. Lumina then decides to get really legion with this and splits into herself, a punk goth Sarah, and ghost Sarah. And they have a conversation going... No, no, it's cool. We're just particles in the du- uh, particles of dust in the hands of God. Right, sis? tee Then, uh, Hope is like, what? And the whole yep.
2: cutscene ends. <laughs> is it supposed to be a surprise that Sarah is either her or in there, given that uh, whatever in Amlumina and Lightning look exactly alike? Uh, it's because I would say no. Isn't there an extra
0: dumb plot thing about this? I mean, that's a spoiler, isn't it, Chris?
3: Yeah. The brief reveal is this. Sarah mm-hmm. is
0: 100% dead. Yeah. Lumina is not Sarah. Okay. Gotcha. That's all we're going to yeah, get. Yeah, because right. the thing is, you're supposed to be tipped off by that because she has Sarah's exact haircut, which is the ponytail on the side there. So, which Chris is uh, <laughs> not a huge fan of. Except Ooh. the ponytail's on the opposite side. Okay, the ponytail's on the opposite side. I don't hate it. It's distracting. <laughs> it makes it look like she's looking
1: to the side, and I'm like, oh, is there an item over there? Because Silent Hill 2 trained me to look where my character is looking. <laughs> so I spent the whole game, I'm like, what's over there? Oh, it turns out nothing. You're not looking anywhere.
0: Your hair is just off to the side.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: this was the point in the game where Lumina went from, like, pretty obnoxious to me, to be like, okay, I'm starting to get into this character more. Like, I'm starting to at least appreciate the extraness of the delivery of this character. I don't know about you guys, but... What if we turned extra into a video game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> exactly.
1: So, this cutscene ends, we get to the Wildlands, and then we get another cutscene.
2: Yes. Before we move on to that, I'm sorry to dwell on this a little bit, but I want to ask you all, as people who have gone through you know, 13 and then 13-2, is it frustrating that this game just completely resets Lightning and makes her completely emotionless as, like, a weird little plot excuse?
1: No, because she was the worst character ever and really didn't, like... (laughs) The the only character development she had that took a 60-hour game was, maybe I shouldn't always be a dick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I think Lightning here is a better character just period because like in the first game, she has an arc. It's small, but and the few points where she actually gets to emote well, like in chapter seven, uh, which yeah. we're with, with her and snow, like that stuff's really good, you know, at least in like isolation, but like 13 too, she doesn't do anything. She just isn't really present at all. And even when she is in voiceover or even like around doing stuff, all she is, is this untouchable God who just gives advice and, and exposition. So there really isn't that much to reset in the first place, and I think the way they've had her express and understand what other people are going through, I think, actually makes her a better character in this game by itself compared to the I, other two. I guess
1: if I'm not being uncharitable, also they do carry that character work forward, right? Like the the big arc for thirteen is being less hard with Snow and people in general, and kind of motherly with hope and she mm-hmm. carries that like motherly thing forward right into this game in a certain side quest dialogue so yeah yeah kind of where she left off in 13 13 to yeah she wasn't really in it at all
0: she backed off of the you know thinking of revenge only cuz she realized she was training hope to be you know full of revenge and just wanting to murder everybody mm. which was bad
3: <laughs> i'll throw this out there if i did not know what i know about the guy who made uh-huh. such a giant push <laughs> for lightning. I would say that this game is kind of a parody of the cycle that cloud went through because it's like, Oh, by the end of my game, I'm actually in a better <laughs> place and I've grown emotionally. Wait, no, we're going to do a spinoff <laughs> where that all gets thrown out. Wait, no, now we have to damage control. These two different uh, incarnations mm-hmm. of me crap, except then there's everything else about yeah. Motomo Toriyama yeah. and that kind of doesn't work. That's not intentional.
2: Cole, are you aware of this? A- aware <laughs> of the kind of travails of Cloud's characterization? or
0: Oh, no, no. Of
2: uh, the creator's obsession with lightning? As it, I mean, is it like a, a Bayonetta kind of thing where he designed his perfect woman? Or That's my guess. It, it Kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that with less self-awareness.
3: Let me, let me find the quote here. Developer Secrets. uh, Motomo Toriyama, director. The main dramatic motives of this game are not tied to a specific villain or antagonist. Instead, Lightning has to comply in her role as the savior. At the same time, it is clear she will seize any opportunity to rebel against her god. The game's emotional tension largely comes from Lightning's feelings and course of action within the setting. Further emphasized by the fact that lightning's
2: mission consists of saving human souls, okay, I mean, so it's kind of like a weird little bondage kind of thing yeah. right he, I mean, he also said that he never wanted
0: lightning to have a romantic interest because she can't imagine her with another man other than him uh oh <laughs> that's a real quote that's
3: a real quote, yeah, that was from thirteen two era I believe it's not in this
2: book few yeah.
1: less. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's what we're working with here. So the, the, the reason I asked that question is, is A, to give a little bit of perspective. Thank you for for, for kind of summing up her development in thirteen one. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's just I'm really skeptical of any kind of plot contrivance that makes it so that characters cannot express emotion or have agency. So when they're doing right. that back and forth, like, oh, I don't feel emotion anymore. Well, I don't either. I really do
1: appreciate the emotionless thing, because everyone else in the world talks like a normal person, and a bunch of people call her out for being a weirdo. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: It's very
2: good. So yeah. so at least they're aware of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: It's it's very much a side quest writing superseding the main plot thing, like a lot of open world games have.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full, full mm-hmm. on near kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you finish your teleport, you get out of your little mind palace or whatever that is. And when you travel to the Wildlands, you get a scene here that uh, kind of paints it in this very... It paints it in opposition to the places where we have been so far. Whereas Luxurian is very dark and, you know, rainy, etc. Wildlands is is a massive change in tone and we get narration to the effect of like, yeah... The people here are free and savage, just like the uh, you know, you know, just like the Wildlands themselves. We also get uh, a voice that comes in and says that, hey, you have actually come to the place uh, from which all of this chaos has flowed. Like, this is kind of ground zero. Mm-hmm. The voice that is talking to us is actually a uh, young woman's voice that I assume is Lumina. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's a different character. Did, okay. It's a character from the last game. I'm pretty, okay. yeah, pretty it's sure it's Yule. Yeah. Uh, regardless, though, uh, we, we get kind of our our mission here, uh, saying, "Hey, we're going to meet the Angel of Valhalla." Um, Hope, being the bleep bloop God robot that he is, he runs a search for the Angel of Valhalla, but finds nothing. So this is kind of our really? first <laughs> This is our first task: is to is to go around and uh, get some leads. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. So. We get there, and we have a mandatory conversation that tells us about uh, Canopus Farms, which is uh, roughly in the center of the area, and that starts uh, Quest 3-1, The Angel of Valhalla. Uh, the area in general very large. It's like uh, Grand Pulse or uh, Calmlands, like levels of large. <laughs> and the enemy variety is all over the place because it runs from like your uh, garbage slime or goblin to uh, that's a Etrian Odyssey like foes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like if you if you go into the one area, you run into a not nerfed chocobo eater. Like good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Well, you also have like those revenants that are coming after you. I had to get away from one of those right quick.
1: Oh, yeah. Or the ecto puddings, dude. Even if you block that, it's like, hey, check out this like 1200 damage. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of really like deadly creatures you can run into. Yeah. And like Cole mentioned, I think they're called Reavers. They're basically the behemoth. Oh, what if
1: there were deadly creatures here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if we just had Dennis Hopper running around?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh huh, that'd be a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> Thanks. I I can never think of Dennis Hopper without thinking of Blue Velvet. So now I'm just imagining an ether huffing motherfucker Pab's on blue ribbon, screaming about yeah. Pabs
2: blue ribbon. You get stung by my scorpion tail, you're fucked forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you could get poisoned
0: here uh, by the by the vespid like flying creatures, which sucks. But
2: it's
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think like the first time I ran into one of those reavers, it just destroyed me, because it just does so much damage so quickly. Like, if you mistime one of your uh, one of your parries... Oh, I have a lot to say about mistiming parries on reavers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, so your main goal here is to... Well, is it to stop the extinction of Chocobo's period, or is it really just to stop, to find this one Chocobo, which fights the eaters?
3: They sort of conflate the two okay. because you are basically just trying to save this one wild one as opposed to the kind of dinky yeah. ones everyone else has in a village i guess the last wild chocobo. also yeah.
1: comfort conservation not a huge priority with like five days on the clock <laughs> yep. yeah
0: yeah because the the when you go to canopus farms which every time i hear canopus i think of uh tactics ogre uh, i wonder if that was intentional it probably was hmm. i can imagine I mean,
1: there's a bunch there's a there's a bunch of like uh evil shit flying around here too, like mm-hmm. you go to the Yagd. Yeah, I right. not noticed that. Good point. Okay, yeah. maybe
3: that is actually it. I'm gonna have to go through the names on the Wildlands and just look up how much of that is there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like you get into town and probably the first person you're gonna talk to that isn't like a merchant or something is a guy named Garrett. And he basic he tells you about uh, Doctor Gasol, and uh, am I the only one who is like slightly triggered by the pronunciation of Gasol? No, <laughs>
3: it's very weird when you've been seeing this name as text only for
1: twenty years. Yeah, I know that's what's so weird about it. What's weird about it is that Google's autocorrect came through and fixed all the spelling on that. Like apparently, have ruined Google spell check.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no for real. <laughs> yeah.
3: So,
0: yeah, let's not go into what my phone has learned. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> mm. Um, so Garrett will tell you about uh Dr. Gasol <clears throat> and you go I'm sorry, that's that snort was imagining Fletch's phone auto
1: correcting good dragon to bad dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you mean? <laughs> well done. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you talk to Garrett And Garrett, I don't know about you guys But his voice sounded very familiar to me So I looked it up And his voice actor is uh, Crispin Freeman Who also does the voice of Togasa From uh, Ghost of the Shell Mm. So that's something But anyway, he tells you Dr. Gasol's over there Go talk to him Oh, by the way, his daughter died And he's sad about it Kind of obsessed with this bird Oh, don't tell him I told you that
1: it's not It's not kind of obsessed. It's like, I've been doing this for a hundred years and nothing else.
0: Yeah, so, so he, he undersold it a little bit. So you go over and you talk to the doctor, and he, at first, just completely brushes you off. He says, you know, don't bother me. You know, don't waste my time. I got to find this bird. And Lightning repeats one of the lines that she heard on her way into the Wilderlands, and he completely flips and says, I heard that voice. Oh, you must be the real deal. All right, ask around the village. Chances are you're probably the person that needs to find uh, the Angel of Valhalla. Uh, Go figure that out. So what
3: they start leading on here is that we need to save this Chocobo to find the wellspring of chaos. Right. And that is what the whole Wildlands quest chain is going to be leading towards, is,
1: hey, what is chaos and the answer Also the well the wellspring of chaos is the home to the great chaos where the G is also capitalized Ugh, Man <laughs>
2: <laughs> So many just proper nouns in this shit I
3: This is easily one of the stupidest quests in the game both for all those proper nouns uh. and for the revelation of what chaos actually is <laughs> oh, I don't re- I don't remember
0: actually I don't think like I've gotten there yet It's how did you not get there? Didn't you already do Caius? I mean, I I got to Caius. I could not beat him, so I left. Gotcha. Oh yeah, because he doesn't scale down. No, no, he's very, mm-hmm. very hard. Uh, and we're we're like burning cast from like
2: three, like five episodes <laughs> from now.
3: It's it's fine. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like how they treat it as a revelation, too. They say, all right, well, we're eventually going to need to find the great chaos and they say, and it's beneath that gigantic castle over there sticking out of the cliff. Like, thank you. I probably could have figured out that we were going to go to the cl- the castle over the cliff. Yep. Yeah, there's a big pan at the very beginning when you walk in
0: and you're showing the whole Wilderlands and you can see it in the background. You're like, yep, I'm going there. Oh,
2: yeah. yep. yep. I'm going to go to there. Uh,
0: the 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 neat
1: tidbit they do drop about that is uh, because you've been here before, right? That the temple is not from here; it's explicitly it was transported here from Valhalla at the end of uh, thirteen two. <laughs> oh, okay. So, is, like, is this the... Valhalla like overlapped with the actual world at that point?
0: Is this the the first point where that happens, or the the main point where you see that Valhalla invading? To the world, because I haven't seen it in the other areas I've been, as far as I'm aware. I think it's the only point where you see it. Because, okay. like, like, if Valhalla is like the all of the places in the void beyond, not very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one little tidbit also about the people in this area is that they like they're not the same as the Order people in Luxarian. Like, they tend to worship etro as the goddess of death, and they view death as a release which makes some of these quests interesting because a lot of it has to do with dead family members, right? So, like, you'd think that that would be a release, but everyone's still really upset that their loved one dies, usually to a monster or something.
1: Well, there's that lady up front by the entry area, right? Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, we look forward to the Angel of Valhalla because it signals that the end of the world is coming and we're all going to die soon, and we view that as a form of release. So while the individual looks forward to it it's still sad for the people who didn't go
0: right right yeah there's a there's a sense that uh it's unnatural to be immortal therefore anything that writes the balance of whatever it is that created the immortality would would
2: be a good thing yeah Yeah. the sense that i got was they were more upset about the separation than they were about the fact that that person had died gotcha yeah no that makes sense that makes sense
3: that's a very good
1: way to sum it up That's the problem. When you yell, witness me, and your friend witnesses you, you get to go to Valhalla, but he still has to hang
2: out. (laughs) So our only kind of clue about where this chocobo is going to be, this one white chocobo that is mythic, is that uh, there is a predator for these chocobos that is kind of chasing this guy around, this uh, aptly named uh, chocobo eater. So we end up kind of running around uh, looking for that thing. We also run into these two uh kind of goop balls on their chocobos, and we learn about the existence of of Yagda Village, or we also learn about this from Sarala. And also mm-hmm. there's this uh ruined city that we're gonna go to. So even though this area is very large, they they, they end up signposting where you need to go, uh, quite uh, quite kindly.
3: Mm-hmm. So can I just say before we get into the actual chocobo eater event and the bosses, How weird it is that this has become one of the recurring creatures in the series.
1: The Eaters. (laughs) Also, that the design has repeatedly gotten worse. Oh, yeah. Like, the Ted design was pretty good. It was very goofy, but it was pretty good.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: At this point, the Chocobo Eater looks like a golem started melting, and then Liam Neeson cut off its legs like Darth Maul. So it's just (laughs) running around on two
0: arms going hey you guys and it's one of the biggest predators mm-hmm. in this world and also <laughs> when do you uh, stagger it it has like a mouth underneath like on its belly too right with like a glowing eye thing that is actually its weak point so if you can focus yep. your attacks on that you will be doing more stagger mm-hmm-hmm mm-hmm. wait is it a separate target spot like when you're targeting enemies no okay uh, different spells have animations
1: so like lightning will always hit the head but uh if you have a uh, Like, one of the DLC outfits has what's called Crossbreak, which is a bunch of ruins and then a physical attack. Mm -hmm. But those
0: travel forward, so stuff like Blizzard travels straight forward and will hit him in the belly. Okay, so, like... Because I know the Chocobo Eater is uh, weak to lightning, right? Or, like, lightning's one of the elements you should use
2: on it. Lightning is
3: one of the ones that will do regular damage to it.
2: Yeah, but Blizzard builds up Stagger more quickly, I noticed. Yeah,
1: because
0: I think he's both... Same resistance as lightning, but it will also hit him in the weak point. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I didn't use any ice in this section of the game. I think I had some ice he blizzard stuff, and I definitely bought half
3: damage from fire and ice. So it's just going to build up stagger. Okay.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I had a little bit of trouble with this guy uh, when I went to him. In fact, uh, the many attempts at taking him out kind of made me run out of time. Uh, to do side stuff, so that's a preview of my little travel log section here. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fine. I didn't finish our thing oh, either. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know, just getting used to this to, to to this combat system. I'm positive you guys have gone over the generalities, so I don't need to call out specific things that that that, that bugged me about it. Uh, so this guy only uses physical attacks, um, uh, with a couple of exceptions. You can build yourself with some defense, like giving yourself guard and do perfect guards and try and go up against that. But really you're just trying to keep not just like a consistent amount of damage, but even just keeping any kind of damage on him. The aforementioned, you know, blizzard, not dealing optimal damage, but kind of putting him in more stagger, you know, the thing, things like that, the thing that bugged me and what ended up being a little bit of a problem is I just feel, and I'm going to pull out a watch out for fireballs patented terminology here. I felt like I had no defensive vocabulary with any of the builds or outfits that I had here. Um, so with something like his his move where he goes I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck it um, or he says like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna gobble you up I really found like no recourse to reduce the amount of damage that did to me and it would ultimately take out like half of my health which I felt put me at a real uh, at a real disadvantage. Is there anything you can do to like mitigate that or is that just kind of like mandatory like a mandatory heal and also uh, mandatory refill on his health as he gobbles you up?
1: So- it is a mandatory. well go ahead fletch i was gonna i have i have weird build stuff so what i was going to say is the issue
3: with this game especially early on and this is part of why routing is kind of a huge part of our playthrough is we all wanted to get on the same page is a lot of bosses are designed to be a roadblock to test you on things but because we're trying to keep a consistent flow of things to do on each day that we all cover, and mm-hmm. side quests are sort of open, it means we have to hit some guys. Like, one boss was going to be the hard one we hit early, and I did choke Chocobo Eater because of the fact that we wanted to get the Chocobo quest unlocked to heal it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. this guy is definitely not someone you would usually be told, yeah, go for this guy ASAP. He's kind of an early roadblock. Mm -hmm. and normally they want you to do the juggernaut first right yes but as a result you are you're basically coming into this it's hard to say in this game but under leveled which is why this is such an early nastiness i went with him because of the fact that since he's mono elemental it's Mm -hmm. easier to get a defense going if you've got some stuff but i also realized that hey uh i don't know what platform you're on you might not have this with you know all the free dlc the PC has.
2: Yeah, I was playing it on PC, um, and I had no idea what was what was DLC and what was not. that That is good. I'm happy to hear that this is kind of a result of the routing because I was having trouble, and I felt like before this, I had a pretty good sense of how the combat worked. This, so yeah, good to, good to know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like with all of the bosses, I mean, luckily for this fight, you go I think you go into the fight with the chocobo eater at like one-third health. It's not at full strength, yeah. right, or it's like right. a half health which is a, a huge a huge boon considering how long these fights can go. But yeah, I found like every time I've gotten to a boss so far, and I'm on day four now, it, it just seems that the the gap between how quickly it, or how much damage I'm doing or how well I feel like I'm doing in the regular battles and then how well I'm doing in the bosses is a huge gap. Like there's a huge spike when it comes to fighting like Noel and, and Luxerion, or like I, I just before this i uh, i beat the quest in um, dead dunes and i thought i was playing reasonably well and i was still getting like zero stars on everything yeah yeah, yeah uh, remind me later i'll get that formula for you
2: cool
1: <laughs> so there's also because i'm an idiot i took the wrong i looked at the map and i said oh this is to the north here i did not pay attention to how the train lines go so i wound up in yusnan <laughs> <laughs> And then I had to go farm some gill to pay for a train ticket because I had spent all of my gill the other day. Oh no. But on my way back I picked up I picked up an outfit and then combined with some accessories I had something like ninety percent physical resistance. What? Wow. Yeah.
0: No yeah, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you find a, but, a rare uh did you find the guy I think his name's Forge, the uh, the rare arms garb dealer in Usnan? Oh uh, so Matt, a forge is a thing where you make stuff. Oh sorry, I'm thinking of something else.
1: No, forge uh, is a
2: yeah, I was gonna say
1: you're talking <laughs> about the X-Men? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was thinking, but yeah, there's a there's a forge everywhere. Uh, that one that one in Yusnan sells like a very physically defensive one. And then I'm like, well, let's go look at these DLC shields. Let's go look at these accessories I have. It uh, didn't matter though because I had like five fights where his first thing he did was I'm gonna cook him, which is like, hey, check out this like 3,000 fire damage even while blocking. Should so I, I still it? got dunked like six
2: times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah,
1: even even with like ninety percent physical resistance, I got done. because basically any ability this thing is going to do is going to obliterate you.
2: Yeah. yeah, but I like this fight and the thing that you, you kind of hammered home for me that the tutorial didn't is that stagger is just one hundred percent the way you're going to win fights. Like at like pretty much nothing else matters besides besides getting to that. And I didn't. I don't think that I consciously went for this but there is a mechanic like stagger level two which gives it the broken status uh which i guess mm. permanently lowers the target making it easier yes so like knowing that that exists it just kind of makes me want to go back to it and see how much of a difference that makes uh and get you know get a little bit vindicated for the number of times i just straight up died to the sky and lost an hour and lost an hour and lost an hour <laughs> so here's a question
1: if you fight him can you fight him from the bookshelf yeah and if you fight him from the bookshelf, does he start at 25% or does he just start at full? <laughs> I'm pretty sure
3: the boss fight on the bookshelf is just a repeat of this limited fight, so you can do the,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, I was going to say, because, like, good, good luck with that otherwise. <laughs> wait, and does, it,
0: does the, uh, if, oh wait, you don't have the chocobo yet, so actually that question's irrelevant. I, I was just thinking, like, if you had a, a companion, does the companion show up in the arc fight?
1: Uh, I, you know, I would have to check. I, well, probably not, because you can't fight any bosses with it, right? Because it doesn't go in the tower with you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say mm. it's probably scripted to not be there, but I okay. can also look yeah. later. No, I'm thinking, like, the fight the fight in Dead Dunes that I just did, I had uh, a, another party member, and I'm thinking if I, I wonder if that party member will be there if I refight it in the arc, but that's neither here nor there.
3: I'm going to guess probably,
0: because uh, I think yeah.
3: the arc fights
1: keep whatever setup the actual plot battle has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say to back up Cole and Matt is that there because the because the game is completely nonlinear and you're meant to bounce around like uh, Spokes in Dark Souls 2, you're not meant to follow one straight to the end, right? There's a huge variety in enemy difficulty. So there there can be an enormous gap between what you're fighting... Uh, just out in the field, and what they require of you, versus the mechanical complexity that the bosses require of you. So they can just come out of nowhere like huge fuck-off difficulty spikes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And this fight can be made to go
3: very easy if you are able to time your staggers around its two nastiest attacks. Uh, The first of them is, and you want to shut this down at any cost, so hungry where it buffs itself for 10 minutes' time and debuffs you in the same move. That's not a joke.
2: <laughs> that is not the order of magnitude you want for buffs. 10 minutes?
3: No. Yeah, and it will do something to dispel them, but it's basically just like, hey, this thing's gonna run wild on you.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, That that is meant for much later in the game when you have access to things like Dispel and can toe-to-toe it Even when it's buffed yeah. Or there's actually a physical skill later That will let you steal buffs Ooh Oh that
0: seems yeah, pretty good I like uh, that. that
3: will really turn this fight around When you have these guys as regular enemies But you probably don't have that on day two
2: No, no. Uh, and, So here's a question uh, oh, sure. This is something I know just in later Final Fantasies is kind of a thing How long do fights get in this game? So the 13
3: series basically goes with once you get the mechanics down, you should be blazing through these fights. Okay. The problem is every game has that initial hump where you are learning roles, you are setting up paradigms in this one. And so if you don't grasp the system, uh, I think it was 13.2 where one of our hosts was like, yeah, uh, this fight took me around an hour and all of the rest of us were like, Dude, uh, t- 15 <laughs> minutes for this boss. Sweet God. Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: one was that? Wasn't that one of you on the finale? Oh, no. The, yeah, no, that was yeah. me. <laughs> but it, it, and it, was, it was four hours because I kept getting dunked by random shit. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I misremembered. My bad. It was stuff like, here are these mines, and I'm like, oh, I got plenty of HP, and then another one, re- a Bahamut would respawn right before the mines went off, and I'd take, like, quadruple damage.
0: Yeah. I mean, part of it's also, like, to go back to, like, the original 13, like, most of the fights were between, like, two minutes, and if, like, if you weren't, if you couldn't beat it in, like, a minute and a half, it ended up being a five-minute fight, unless it was, like, a major enemy that you were underpowered for, and then it could be upwards of, like, 20 minutes for, like, certain boss fights, or 15, but I remember... that to yourself. Yeah, but actually, the game doesn't want you to do that, so, like, if you hit 20 minutes on the clock in any fight, it would instantly cast Doom on your party leader. Hmm. <laughs> telling you, like, this fight's gonna end soon. So, like, you're not really supposed to have fights that are that are longer than 20 minutes. Okay, that's good. But in, in this game, I feel like you're healing, like, in terms of defensive vocabulary, your ability to heal is so limited, like, you can't get into 20-minute fights. No. No. Well, we do eventually beat the Chocobo Eater, and we get a
1: cutscene afterward where we see the Angel Valhalla is very wounded. It's, uh, bleeding out. There's some sad music some rando rolls up on a chocobo goes and gets dr gasol and then he rolls up with a cart and the chocobos is rushed back to the farm for treatment uh they didn't ask you if you wanted to ride so you're gonna <laughs> walk back and this very sad cutscene is very undermined if you're like me and you have the moogle dress as your default outfit oh no <laughs> i do love that function of this game Matt, have you, have you have, of you, have either of you guys used the Moogle dress as your default outfit yet? Oh God, yes. I, I don't have it. So, if you don't know this, it's a dress where you have a bunch of plush Moogle's like stapled all around the outside. As you do, mm-hmm. it makes very obnoxious noises when you run. It's like a little, <laughs> but every time you leave the ground, there's a slide whistle. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> which is very good cuz like you could go up to like the uh the Arius climb, jump off a huge clip and the whistle just goes Whoop, as you land on the ground. It's very
2: good. <laughs>
0: that's that's great. Now, most of the time like I picked up uh what was it? I, I picked up a few garbs in here, but I was running around and I think uh the Electronica suit which was like Oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically what like like a cyberpunk yellow clubbing outfit.
1: Yeah it's very yeah, like
0: a like a like a like a
3: lead singer of a new wave band. Yeah, no kidding. Serial experiments lightning is how I believe someone
0: described it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's funny because I one thing I noticed about the uh, like the mini skirt outfits, of which there are several, they all come with tramp stamps and inner thigh tattoos. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, but- I have, because I have the art book and holy shit, these sketches. <laughs> I'm just picturing her like just applying those like all right I mean need to make sure that uh, that that I wet the decal properly. <laughs> this is not a
3: joke. There is roughly a 25% chance that any page I open to in this book is going to show Lightning's tits or tramp stamp.
2: Yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, a, a lot, lot of upper thigh work happening in this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She's just trying to get a tan, you know. Here we go. Uh Easter eggs and trivia. Did you know each garb has its own specific idol pose? I did not. What? This, is, this is a true thing because that's the page I opened to randomly. This is not a joke. There are pose bored one through 19, <laughs> dazzled, hot, cold, and dizzy.
1: Hmm. That's
3: uh, it.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I just love that she has 19 bored expressions. <laughs> Doesn't show a lot of confidence. Yeah, but actually, like the one thing I would say about the animations is that the NPCs are always on some random animation loop when you're talking with them, and it leads to some really funny. Like <laughs> they'll be saying something really serious, but they'll just be like, oh kicking around like the ground, like ah, oh, shucks or something, like <laughs> or like making some weird expression."
1: Okay, there's this animation of a lady at the chocobo pocket. pocket- apothecary does which looks like she's doing a crotch chop but i wound up talking to her mid animation for that so she's just repeatedly crotch chopping me while pretending to be sick and dying it was
2: very good (laughs) oh boy something about this cutscene when the doctor is tending is is tending to the sick chocobo something about that is they're very heavy-handed and saying like oh i feel very bad Uh, I normally wouldn't be concerned about the life of another creature however I feel like I have fought with this before and this is also done in like a weird past tense narration that hasn't happened in the game so far I don't think so my question for all of you is my assumption correct that all of these disturbances in chaos or souls or whatever each of those five um, is just you rescuing somebody that you fought with before.
1: This joke about no, which is why it's very funny that's when true. she says, "But I feel like I know it, but I've never seen it before." That there's like a good ten seconds of looking in the sky.
3: Um, there there is actually
1: something to okay, that. Okay, but I, I, I want to finish my joke about this cutscene. So you look into <laughs> the sky, it. you see this bird flying around, and she goes, "But wait, hang on," <laughs> and that's the end of the cutscene. <laughs> There are a bunch of side quests around this area and just some randos you can talk to. You'll get stuff like Gasol Greens, a Chocobo, which I'm not not sure what that's supposed to be. Is that like Red Bull for birds? I guess so. (laughs) But you'll get a bunch of items like a sheep's milk or whatever, and you can go give it to the Chocobo. And uh, you're filling up some invisible meter up to uh, there's three stages. Uh, You want to get it to level one as fast as possible so you can ride it around because it uh, just goes at your normal running speed without consuming any stamina. Hmm. So you just get through much faster. Mm -hmm. And then there are those um, you might have found the one flower out by where you fight the Chocobo eater that you couldn't do anything with. But you can have your Chocobo eat those and gain a ton of invisible meter. Yep. Uh, When you get it to level two, we can fly around, which unlocks the actual thing we're trying to do here. And then um, level three is just, hey, I use like really high level magic while helping you in battle because the chocobo will also help you in battle. Yep.
3: For what it's worth, the chocobo healing items are kind of nuts because half of them are side quest uh, rewards. So here's just a list of some of them Gissel greens. Okay. Obviously the weakest because it regrows. Fuzzy sheep milk. Creamy sheep mm-hmm. milk. Mm-hmm. Chocobo, as was mentioned. Wait, is the
1: milk fuzzy? I don't know. Yeah, I would throw that out. <laughs> oh boy,
0: is that isn't that yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a uh, that's a frappuccino. <laughs> it's a frappe. Uh, <laughs> gross.
3: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, mystical meal, which is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Animal potion, which there is only one of in the game. And, of course, Yule's Flower, because guess where this whole
1: area is headed towards? Yep, that's mm. a huge uh, wink. I think it's weird that there's only one animal potion. Like, they have to have backup puppets, right? Like- uh, I'm I'm actually wrong.
3: Uh, you can craft them with a vendor later. <sighs> okay. <sighs> you stomped on my dumb Muppets joke. Sorry. <laughs> Just like the public stomped on the Happy Time Murders. Out yesterday
1: and worth shit. All right. But out of those out of those three phases that we discussed, right, you only need uh part two to move on to the next part of the quest chain, but you're not going to get that done today, so we will be discussing the rest of that quest chain on another episode.
2: Yep. Yeah. Are you breaking this down so you're just going to do the entire wildlands? Are you gonna be jumping around jumping around to early parts of another quest? Uh we're
1: probably gonna jump around because this this is the one with the boss that does not scale down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that
3: would do it. We have a rough order where it's like, especially in the early days, it's we're going to start each of them over consecutive days, and then we're probably going to be able to double up some of them as we go on.
2: Yeah, I don't envy you guys the task of figuring out a sensible way to talk about this.
0: Uh, (laughs) Routing this sucked. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thank you, Fletch. Uh, Do you want me to talk about some of the optional areas here? Please do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Um, so I ended up just kind of going to a couple of these by mistake. As I was looking around because I get east and west mixed up, um, yeah, I'm 30. Hi. Um, so one of the places <laughs> I thought you said west. <laughs> you know the hidden direction that's either straight up or down. <laughs> um, no, you can go to Yagd Village, uh, which of course my, made my ears uh, perk up because I love EVA and all things associated with it. Um, this is where the chocobo riders ride around, and you can get a few conflicting and assisting bits of info on how to heal your guy. So this is going to be a, uh, not your guy, the, the you know, the, the angel of Valhalla. So this is where, you know, you can go and get some of those side quests to heal them up. Um, Canopus farms, where we've spent a lot of the time here uh, is, you know, where you can, it's like your re- refill station, right. You know, buy all of your uh, items and such, but also talk to some of the NPCs to get some flavor. You can, also, this... you can also undermine mom-and-pop shops and
1: support corporations, because there's merchant, and then there's mom-and-pop merchant, which is very good.
0: <laughs> the... Also, mom-and-pop merchant, more expensive. Oh, of course. Uh,
2: <laughs> again, like this weird... This... The economy of scale just isn't there. <laughs> no. <laughs> you pay extra, but, you know, it's to, it's, to, it's to support local economies. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, you can also yeah. go back to the city ruins, where you fought that Chocobo eater, and poke around, and uh, ended up needing to escape from a guy there who was too strong for me and mm-hmm. i did not go here but there's a big flaming airship airship wreck where you can go that uh by poking around and looking at i know you find you find somebody important there right
3: yep yeah there's one mm-hmm. recurring airship pilot in this series so most of the <laughs> listeners can guess where that's going
0: yeah handled very tactfully every time <laughs> of course by the way guys did we mention a? Uh, uh, Talk about what we, we we can name the Angel of Valhalla things, right? What we can name the Angel of Valhalla, like give it a name? Can you? Yeah. Not? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, you could. No. Yeah, because like if you when you go to interact with it, you get three menu options. There's uh, give it stuff. There's talk to it, and then there's name it. I think a name it has to be a tier three thing. I thought I. I was watching a Let's Play. Or re- maybe
1: Tier 2. I only have Tier 1 right I was
0: now. I was um, refreshing my memory with a Let's Play, and I saw you can name it before it even stands up. Hmm. Yeah.
3: I guess I've just never considered that I need to rename it.
0: Okay. Because I, I named mine. I, I might have mentioned this on the pod before, but I I named mine. I tried to name it Chocobo Jack Horseman, but that was too long. <laughs> so I just yes, went with Chocobo It's still a good name. It's still a good name.
3: <laughs> Especially because I'm now imagining a depressed on. <laughs> sad Odin. Yeah, I'm not All going right, to show so. my age and
1: make a sad Odin since no joke. <laughs> it's not really a doom counter. It's just like their nihilism rubbing off on you in the first game. <laughs> mm. Well, that wraps the plot for the day. So unless you're Kohler, I... Uh, the plot that we discussed today leaves a lot of free time to do stuff. So, Matt, what did you do today?
0: So, I ended up spending a lot of time in the woods where the Yagd is, although I did not go to the Yagd until later. I ended up finding the Moogle camp, because there's a little Moogle village uh-huh. out there, and you run into the leader of the Moogle camp, which is Mog from Final Fantasy XIII, no. too. Mm-hmm. No.
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Why would he not be I, the leader? I thought, is, I thought he's, like, wearing a crown. He's a living weapon (laughs) he could not be the leader because there's justice in the world (laughs) yeah so i I ended up there and like the first quest you get there is to do this sort of quote-unquote base defense of the town where these uh you you run into these floating imp guys what not ent guys they're more like you know woodsy they're made out of trees and stuff oh the dryads the dryads yeah and those fights are, can be a little bit tough because they immediately summon two other guys. And, but thankfully, like, they tend to get into like healing. Like They'll start healing each other with uh, Aurora, Aurora. I can never say the name. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do the cuddle puddle. Yeah, which actually makes it a lot easier because they're not attacking you during that time. But like, if they do all turn on you, you can get whacked pretty hard. And you have to do like five or six of these fights to clear the quest. But I ended up doing that and grabbing the uh, the mushroom in the back, which you need for the choco bowl. Um, that's the one for the quest after that, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. You need it for something. And I, I know it had to do with, uh, you know, healing the bird, which I was able to get it to, I think, floating status this day. So I pretty much just wow. kind of ran around. You know, I, I found that, like, certain battles in this area you can sustain your ep like level and have chronostasis on for a long long time so i was fighting a lot of reavers i was fighting a lot of those uh those lizard dudes with the big axes Uh, oh the anubises yeah the anubises and i I got one of them to drop one of them and those that axe is pretty good for the early part of the game
3: uh fun fact anubis is one of the few things you
0: cannot genocide without getting into an extra dungeon ah interesting yeah so I ended up doing quests like that. I did uh, Sorala's quest, which is to find her dad, who, um, spoilers, he, he's dead. And, and you know. I, just, <laughs> oh, I have some thoughts on that quest. You want to talk about it now?
1: I, I guess. Okay. So, you go to her. She's running the farm. Right. You would think you can use your plant seeds that you could buy from um, Final Fantasy and Lazan. But you need to go find her dad, who's out getting fertilizer in the woods. You go find some other random guy with the most ridiculous glasses I've ever seen. Yeah, they're like bright magenta. Yeah, they're like bright magenta, but they're like an inch thick. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> but uh, he says, oh yeah, her dad's dead. Uh, here's what he said, though. But by the way, don't forget to get some fertilizer. <laughs> so you go tell her her dad's dead with the with the message, dig by the flower. And there's no flower there. It just looks like some uh, ivy bush, basically. Mm -hmm. And you get this note, which is, like, somewhat emotionally uh, resonant about, like, you know, you've been doing great. I didn't really like farming, but I only hung out here because you loved it. But then she gets all weird about it, where she's like, oh, see, this just proves he didn't love me. And all he cared about was that stupid flower that's never even bloomed. And that just completely ruins it. And then the flower blooms, which... She has an emotional moment, but then some other random lady rolls up to, like, mansplain to you <laughs> that this flower only blooms every once every 500 years. I got to take some notes and go publish before ever before somebody else beats me to press. And then that's the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, they put the end at the beginning. and that just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought the weird part was that the guy was too much of a coward to tell her himself. He's like, yeah, I really should be the one telling her her dad died. But why don't you do it for me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take that bullet for me that's great
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he, he intentionally wusses out
1: yeah i think the other <laughs> and lightning goes, she goes oh you have the fertilizer did you see my dad and you go nope he's dead <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy rip yeah. that band-aid off yeah
1: exactly cole what did you do today we're gonna ask Fletch last because he's our new game plus correspondent
2: ah yeah uh really nothing <laughs> i like right before we recorded i i finished up the uh, uh getting my chocobo uh able to run around so mm-hmm. yeah sorry that's fine i did less than
1: that <laughs> so i started the day i'm like oh i'm ready to go but uh time to go to the wildlands, and i'm like oh i spent all my money on sorcery upgrades uh so i had to go get some money and then i'm an asshole and i took the wrong train and i wound up in us and had to farm gil, mm-hmm. and then i Wound up getting obliterated by a Schrodinger because I somehow wound up without attacks on two of my garbs. And I'm like, well, back to the title screen. And then I did the exact same thing again. <laughs> so I guess I finally got to the Wildlands. And it was like 9.40 in the morning. Mm. Bought some fucking sick Playboy shades. Mm-hmm. So yesterday is when I did our playing for this recording. And I done a ton of housework. And I'm like going to prop my feet up, drink some beer, play Lightning Returns. Uh, this was a very bad idea. After I beat the Chocobo Eater, eater, I thought to myself, I'm going to farm some of these Reavers because they drop one of the best three swords in the game, Mm -hmm. but uh, you should not drink and play Lightning Returns. If you feel different, you perfect guard different. (laughs) (laughs) I lost multiple fights, which started an infuriating series of events where I was a minute late to everything. Mm. (laughs) I went to the woods, lost a fight to some Dryads because I didn't have any fire equipped, which put me more behind. So I'm like, okay. So I get to the Yog village, and all the quest givers have gone to bed, which, fine. I'll just go get some fertilizer, give it to the farmer chick, and get to the farm. And then as I get there, she goes inside for the night, so I can't talk to her either. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just go get the teleport points for the other locations, do some side quests there. And every time I got there, I got there in time to see the NPCs going to bed. So I effectively did absolutely nothing all day. <laughs> nice. Cause the Wildlands is just fucking Sweden where everything is closed at five PM. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did extinct the mini flans. Oh,
3: nice. Interesting.
0: Just because you fight five of them at a time. <laughs> I've not actually put any made anything extinct yet, and I'm a little surprised. Well, extincting the mini
1: flans is a good move. Yeah. Because um Basically, they, the way it works is there's spawn pools for each area. And then as you extinct guys, they move some over, but at a lower rate than natural enemies. So when you extinct the mini flans, you start getting more of the, the monkeys, the varjas, uh-huh. or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, those guys suck. But at a lower rate than reavers. Uh-huh. So you can, you'll can you start getting tons of reavers in the big main area, so you can effectively chronostasis your way the whole way across the map until you run out of reavers.
0: Yeah, that that's what happened to me, because I remember... I mean, I came back here. I think in day three to wrap up some of the the stuff with the bird, and I'm just gonna keep calling it the bird. And I just it is it's the bird. Yeah, it was like one in the morning, and I managed to run around for what felt like an hour, just fighting reavers every time and getting like two EP and just rolling that forever. So like I made it from like yeah I forgot how far Chronostasis can go. I sat down at seven p.m. I'm like I'll do this day. It only take a couple hours, and then it was like one a.m. and I'm like wow dude like time to go to bed so I can record tomorrow. Dude like like earlier this weekend I started the Dead Dunes at like one in the morning and then finished the entire quest by five fifty nine. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can get a whole lot done if you're fighting the right enemies, but if you don't run into them or if you're going to an area where you're just you know fighting trash mobs, like, you just burn through time really quickly. But yeah, I I yeah. made it from, like, not having the bird ready to fly to going all the way to Caius in, like, 30 minutes of game time. Which Damn. is kind of crazy. Hmm. So. Uh, but... Sh-
1: Tell, tell me about your day and how New Game Plus works here. So uh, a lot of the New Game
3: Plus stuff is not going to open up until you get a little further into some of the story quests. You know, there's no stronger chocobo eater at this point. So I don't have much of that today, which left me with basically picking and choosing my favorite side quests. So I mm-hmm. went for probably my favorite side quest in the game, family food off the start and use non. Have either of you done this? Yes, I did that one. That one's real good. Uh, I did that last playthrough. That's the um, the restaurant critic, right? Yeah, the yep. two restaurateurs who are separated by, you know, family and Lightning's entire shtick the whole time is, just talk to him. You're really going to pay me to do this? You're going to pay me to talk to your dad? Sure.
1: <laughs> you're you're going to give me your literal soul? Okay. That's,
3: that's very sensible. It, uh-huh. It's great because the entire time she's just like, just say your name to him. Just say who you are. No, okay, cool. I I gotta I gotta keep running errands for you two idiots. All right, great. I have nothing better to be doing right now. On
2: on one hand, I like when a where when a character in a game says what I'm thinking, and mm-hmm. oftentimes in these games, I'm thinking, just fucking talk. Um, yeah. But also, <laughs> ugh, them making that choice says they know exactly how dumb this is.
3: Well, yeah, it's it's dumb, but it's in the perfect way of tone because it's it's like a two step quest, but. You get this crappy little merchant who goes, you know, hey, you want to try some Fried hairballs. The Seedy's restaurant. He offers you yeah. a fried niblet hairball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot it's called Seedy's restaurant. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. The two the two halves of this quest are the proprietor of Seedy's restaurant in the Glutton's Quarter, because this is totally New Orleans, and mm-hmm. Gordon Gourmet. Mm. And you have to reunite these two. And basically, they both know what's going on but are just too proud to talk to each other. Okay. So you have to keep ferrying these weird concoctions to the critic, and finally you reunite them, and your reward for all this is a chef's hat. Yep. (laughs) So you better (laughs) believe I've been wearing that nonstop.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget, like, you have to stop off at, like, every food vendor in that area so that you can learn what tastes good. (laughs) six restaurants in the area yes yeah mm.
3: and let me just give you some of the names on this quest mm-hmm. banquet of the lord the mm-hmm. veggie parlor the meat grill and my favorite stand and sip the meat
1: grill Stand and sip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go to a restaurant called the meat grill yeah these yep. are these are the actual um the other two are just fishy
3: flavors and terrace cafe but
1: she flavors is very good.
3: Yeah, this is an incredibly
0: <laughs> fun, stupid quest that does not give you a lot, but it knows what it's doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and also like the secret like ingredient to the the recipe is like Schrodinger's musk, right? Yes. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> it is musk. I mean, come on, it shows up in cologne and perfumes and <laughs> okay. sure but schrodinger's musk is really like gross cat sweat (laughs) that
1: you scrape off the inside of that shell
0: (laughs) oh my god dude i i just broke open one of the shells on one of them for the first time that's hilarious like was (laughs) once you do that to those enemies yeah yeah oh my god Uh, it's very good it's very good. i am
3: also at two more enemies genocided this week with dryad and mini flan and i'm working my way through niblets for the free will quest
1: Nice. Yeah, don't you have to kill like 60 of them? 120.
3: Good God, wow. Oh boy. But, to be fair, another quest will basically do half of that for you. Hmm. So, it sounds bad, but then it's like, oh, they spawn in groups, they are about 2 HP each, and another side quest is going to cut that out in half.
1: And they spawn in every area.
3: Yeah. They're probably one of the first things that you will get if you are just wiping things out casually.
1: Wrapping it up, do we have any closing thoughts on day two?
3: I've got a fully ready Chocobo because I came in with a bunch of New Game Plus items, so I could cheat that. So I'm good to go when we are.
1: Matt, Cole, anything?
2: I was excited to get to the Wildlands just because that first area, Lu- Luxurion, whatever city you, you, you try to solve the murders in. Um, I thought that was way too dark visually. I just didn't like mm-hmm. being in that place. Getting to the wildlands and seeing that there is kind of a dynamic range for both the tone of what's going on and visually, that was that was pretty cool. So um, I'm happy that I was on this episode and got to spend time in cool outdoor lands.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it gets more interesting too when you get towards the uh, the castle because the landscape changes again. Cool. So there's a lot of variety in this area, and I haven't even been to the uh, the airship yet. I think that's probably my next. Protocol until i uh, figure out how to get into uh get into the uh debauchery party hmm. fireworks I, I have fireworks but hold on do do you have to wear a specific outfit to get in i remember hearing yeah okay where do you get that i don't remember but it's the like red crocodile leather dress <laughs> of course it is <laughs> uh i gotta go figure that out but yeah no running around um this area i mean i liked fighting the reavers i think they're good fights because they they telegraph their moves well enough, and uh, I, I did eventually get uh, two shard swords, which was very nice. Yeah, the, if you're listening to this and haven't played it yet,
1: uh, the secret is any time they use a named sword attack and you perfect guard it, they instantly stagger. Hmm. And if you don't dunk them while they're staggered, and you do this three times, you break their sword, and they can only do fire. And then you're basically guaranteed to get the uh, shards blade, which is like one of the best three weapons in the game.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, it has a plus five hundred strength and magic, and then I think a, a brief auto regen for fifteen seconds. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
0: It's pretty. Good. Yeah, I got two of them.
1: It's it's a little bit monster huntery that way. I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You can you can get multiples and probably should.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that wraps us up. Do you guys have anything you want to share with the listeners?
2: Uh, plugs, things like that. Yeah. yeah yep, yep. This, this is plugs. plugs yeah uh so thank you very much for having me on i appreciate yeah. uh appreciate the opportunity to play this game and uh talk with you guys uh, if people want to find me uh i do most of my work over on duckfeed.tv the podcast network uh the show most people might know us for is watch out for fireballs kind of a, a similar vibe to this in terms of being a game club um mm-hmm. i know everybody here from hanging out with you all in the uh, Duckfeed community um, also, you can go to Hexcrank.com and check out the uh, the streams and stuff that I do for uh, playing horror games. Love horror game stuff. But, I told uh, there... you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we call a callback. Um, but otherwise, uh, I'm at Cole Ross on Twitter. That's K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. Right. So, as for plugs, uh, I think the
0: only thing we've got going on here is by the time this comes out, Boko No Stop should be out and going on and we're watching uh, the evangelion podcast me for the first time uh these two other yokels who are also hosts here are guiding me through it and uh it's been a real interesting ride so far we haven't gotten to the weird stuff yet though as of this recording <laughs> we're about to do jet alone <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's it for me and I, I i am the guy who runs the twitter i am the guy who runs the facebook please if you want to follow us it is at light x thrice we didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> Watch. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> we just kind of
3: steamrolled it. It's fine. I have a bunch of stuff that's probably not in existence as of the time we record this, so don't worry about me. One of these days, I'll get to do plugs again. <laughs> but uh, you're still at Hellscape. Hells- yeah, I still need to finish the redesign because I learned it breaks on 90% of phones. Dope. Great. Yep. <laughs> so I have to. Uh, That's because almost every mobile browser is Chromium-based. Yeah, but I have to teach myself CSS to make a better design for the
1: site. Hmm. (sighs) CSS is bad. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. You can listen to my other podcast on the network, Magmar Sucks, where we are stack-ranking Pokémon based on how interesting their Pokédex text is. And that is all until next time, when we'll be talking about Day 3, in which we'll be heading to Yusnan, hanging out with some shady dealers. Goodbye. See you. Ciao.
2: Bye.